Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Hi, how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to take a moment to talk about email. And I want to say there's a glitch in my email system and not in my brain. But recently, it's been happening a lot where I go, I don't know why someone didn't respond to me on email. And I go back and look through everything, and I never replied to them. There's no sent email. So I think I'm composing emails in my head and not sending them. But my composure is so real that I'm, like, pissed why people aren't responding to me. So, I mean, do you feel it's because you have too much going on then? I don't know what's happening, but I am baffled when I look through my sent email. You know, when you look on your phone, it shows a little arrow to show that you replied. And I'm like, where's the arrow? Do you have, have you replied to just not sent like a thing stuck in draft form? No. No. You never sent anything. So are you hallucinating? I don't know. I think I, I thought I manifested it (laughs) because I, do you go through like, oh, here's what I need to do today in your mind. I know I'm in the car so much more than you, but I'm like, oh, I've got to respond to this person. Okay, what am I going to respond? I'm going to say blah, blah, blah. And then I must just not do it. Anyway, it's email. really crazy. So so what I'm hearing is there is something wrong with my brain. There's something wrong with you. Mm. You're not perfect. Anyways, we all have so work to it's do. It's funny. I, it just happened again. And I'm like, what am I doing? Well, you know how I love my, my top planner. Mm-hmm. And so I have so all pretty. my things and then I have all these like lists of tasks I'm supposed yeah. to be doing every day. And I didn't do a top planner like last week. And I notice if I don't plan my week out and, right. and my tasks, I feel like I'm lost. I feel like yeah. I'm lost in this world and I'm just letting life kind of pass me by or decide for me versus feeling like I'm in control. And so I've been trying to do more time management stuff to your point about hallucinating about emails where I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. And then once I put all that stuff down, I was like, holy shit, I got a lot of stuff to do. And yesterday, all my little small tasks did zero of them. I did one, one of them. Yeah. So I had to move a bunch. So now my tasks keep piling up. Well, what you're talking about is setting up systems, right? And I think a system that I need to set up is not to check email on my phone. You know what I mean? Like when you're running around and doing things, it's like, no, I need to have a set time where I'm checking emails, 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 4 p.m., instead of just checking them. And then I see what you're saying, because if you're doing stuff on the go and you don't have time to reply, then it gets marked as red. And then, yeah. And so setting aside time. You're not crazy on that one. I have done that. Thank you for the validation. And that is the 
you're right. It's a bad system. Mm-hmm. If you're and just I think checking the emails and not replying. Same with like with my legend planner. When I put all those little errands and tasks on there, like we've talked about before, when you're putting them as appointments or putting them in your time frame, you're more realistic, right? Of when they're going to get done too. One, yes. One system I have that I don't use all the time because I use Outlook for my business. I try to keep a habit of if I need to reply to something, I keep that email unread because at some point during the week, I try to make sure I have yeah all read emails or all like deleted, whatever, like clean through my, clean my inbox out a bit. And so that forces me to keep a flag that I need to respond to somebody. But I don't do that with my personal, my Gmail as much as I try to do that with my texting because I'll forget. Yeah. You know, that too. We've talked about this before where we feel like texting is like email at this point. It's like another chore. Well, true. And I prefer text. The one thing that's weird, my college girlfriends, we have a text thread, which I love. We just try to, you know, talk about random things. But I notice where it's like one person will say something and then one or two people reply and then nobody else does. Or one person will say something and then nobody replies. And I notice when I say something, sometimes nobody replies. And I realize that in the group text situation, If you say something in the group text and nobody replies, I feel ignored. And I was like, wow, other people might feel ignored too. I need to say something. The reason I don't say something is because I feel like I need to say something clever. And then I feel like I need to think about the clever thing I'm going to say. And by that time, then I get distracted and move on to something else. Well, we've talked before, but I love, I think it's just an iPhone thing, but where you can hold the message and put a thumbs up or a heart or whatever. Yes. To me, at least it's like you're saying there's no pressure. You don't have a lot of time. But at least you can say, hey, I hear you. I see you. You know, or I think sometimes I notice that let's say someone sends a group text and no one responds. And then I respond after I respond. Everyone starts responding. And I also think it's like maybe people don't know what to say. And they're like you and they're overthinking yeah, it. And they're like, oh, just just put, you know, great. OK, sounds good. You know, so I can do that, too. I don't think we talked about this, but. Let's talk about group texts. When you're in a group text and you don't know half the people. Oh, you're talking about Napa? No. I was going to talk about about Ann Sherry. That text text thread. Did we talk about this? No. Yes. That was a text thread that mom sent to like, she sent a text, whatever, a couple years ago. Was Marty and Doris on it? No, thank God. But the Calarcos are. And Okay. So my, our mom sent a text thread, a text to her family, her sisters and brother, and maybe cousins and stuff on her side, plus her in-laws, right? So sister-in-laws and cousins, maybe on the other side of the family, plus my sister's in-laws. Thank God my my in-laws were not in it. Plus maybe some sprinkling of friends. I'm not that embarrassed. It was like a Merry Christmas thing. It was Happy Thanksgiving. It appeared initially based on the majority of people being my mom's family that it was my mom's family and so you know i don't know all my cousin's mobile number so i just see those random things pop up most of them live in kansas still all the same area code and it was like happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving blah blah blah. and our aunt is in the hospital and Mm -hmm. she has trouble with her bowels at the moment and so my one aunt chimes in and was like hey did sharon poop yet and my cousin chimes in. It right? became all about poop. And here's the thing, though. I wasn't so here. Here's the thing. I know that's a thing to be released from the hospital. 
And so that's why they were talking. It was just like, sometimes you have to have a BM to be released. So then I was asking Justin, do you always have to have a BM to be released? And he became so angry because he feels like mom is extra. No, I don't believe so. So our mother is a registered nurse and Justin gets annoyed, I guess, with nurses. He thinks my mom is extra because he was like, when you have experienced a lot in the medical field, you've seen so many worst case scenarios, right? So mom goes to worst case scenario, right? So it's like, oh, my toe hurts. That equals infection, toe amputation. Her sisters are also go to the, the medical ER, right? field. Yeah, all of our aunts are in the medical same. field. Yes. So Justin was like, you don't have to have a BM unless you have had something with your intestines, right? So he was like, that's ridiculous. You know, sometimes he he has experienced, I guess, nurses making these arbitrary rules on why why a patient could be released or whatever. And so he was saying it was ridiculous. And so then when mom came over at Thanksgiving, I was like, what was Aunt Sherry having? I didn't think it was anything intestinal. And then she was saying it was blood clots in her abdomen. And then Justin was like, that's not your intestines. And then like Justin was raising his voice, (laughs) like yelling at mom. Because anyways, and so it became a whole thing. But I wasn't, I mean, I thought like I didn't want to hear about poop talk or size of poops or the consistency of poops. I didn't want to hear anything about poop on Thanksgiving while I was preparing food. But you were embarrassed on who was on it. Is that what you're saying too? I was just like, I'm a little more like stay in your laney. So it's like, these are the people that need to be in the know. These people don't need to know any of that. And so like spare them that but, talk. I mean, all of our aunts, to me, it's like everyone, like a majority of people on that text thread were over 70. <laughs> I, think I think they appreciate one, it, right? They don't have a lot going on. Right. Very excited when their phone dings. <laughs> Number three, love to talk about poop. Like they're right. all like, oh, let me hear about this person's ailments because right. I want to talk about ailments. Oh, and hear wow. About ailments. She's having trouble too. Okay. Right. <laughs> She's in the hospital. I'm not. Well, good for me. I had a good day. Exactly. <laughs> right. But I do like it's not like it used to be. But when our neighbors, you know, our my neighbor was a cult and our old neighborhood, you would get I would joke about being held hostage in a text loop. Or one time Justin and I were traveling out of the country and I was on a book club text loop and they kept texting. And that was back when like you would get rates, right? you get charged for receiving texts. And I left the group and then my friend thought it was funny and she put me back in the group and they weren't letting me leave the group chat. So I've seen a lot of memes that talk about being held hostage in a group chat. And I don't like group chats. I don't like when what you're saying is people don't understand how to like reply all. So Gabby's team, they have an email. Twice a month, they email the schedule. That's it. You don't have to respond to every single person, but there's a parent yeah. that replies all and says thanks or people that so, reply oh, yeah. all so, hundreds of people. And you're like, look at who's receiving. Dude, what is wrong with people? I Here's what I have to say about that. Uh, Becca's doing winter soccer and his club he is on, instead of creating individual teams, they looped everybody who signed up for winter soccer, regardless of age and gender in one one group so they're like hey you're all confirmed for this program and so it automatically puts you on a winter team well these people who i feel like have their head up their ass and didn't look to see um who else is on the group they're sending texts when is our next game uh this is the winter league chat 
you need to be in a different, there's a bunch of different chat groups that's in the app, right? Like, again, get your head out of your ass, figure out what team you're on. I'm sorry, this is very annoying to me. It's hilarious. So this has been going on for six weeks that some person- or in an app? It comes in a text. It comes via to me via text and email because I have the notifications all set up, plus within the app. Okay. So yesterday, this is what's hilarious. So it has been a month since somebody responded, which is great because people be like, dude, there's a bunch of people on this. Please don't ask questions. And so all of a sudden, somebody feels empowered to be like, hey, when is the game schedule coming out for Winter League? Again, 600 people in this group. Okay. And then somebody else is like, I emailed the club and they said it's coming out on January 13th. Three people texted back. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And then somebody finally, whoever this person, Michelle Froschel, I need to befriend her. She said, can you all please use your specific child teams chat? There are 600 people on this list. And somebody else responds is like, Hi, Michelle. There aren't specific teams broken out. So questions about Winter League are relevant here. Mm. Yeah. And so three people, I wonder who those are, put love on that response. They were on which them. ones? On Michelle or the crazy Jason, person? Jason okay. to oh, Garden Jason. Downs, who said. Oh, Jason. Yes. Jason. These people are crazy. Get on the Jess. Google. And so here's what I have to say really quick about Reply All. Okay. Over 20 years ago, I did not like my job or my boss. And my boss sent me some email and I forwarded it to mom and said something like, this is what I'm talking about. And mom replied all and replied to my boss. And I went into my boss's office and she goes, do you know a Vicky Martin? And you're like, mm-hmm. I was like, who is that? What? What? <laughs> what? She's like, I got this email from her and I wanted to die. I think I dug a hole in the ground. <laughs> And buried myself in it. And my face is red now. I can't. I was so horrifying. And of course, I was like mad at mom. And I was like, do you even look at who you're replying to? Like you replied to my boss. Like, oh, God. And so from then on, I mean, and now you got to love the screenshot. Right. Because you can't forward things to somebody who doesn't know how to just click and pay attention to what's happening. Yeah. And so I try to be very, very, very careful and triple check an email but now i can screenshot and you can text it to people because we have a lot of school stuff that mom and dad will want to go to or see and i'm afraid if i forward it they'll reply and be like oh this is the teacher dominic hates or like you know what i mean right or like good job johnny and you're like nobody else (laughs) know about him yes exactly so oh gracious anyway i know so maybe let kelly put that down we will be creating a book on etiquette for boomers. <laughs> I think what in general, regardless of all of the things, getting philosophical here is at the end of the day, I believe one of our goals as humans, aside from human connection, is also to be very courteous and considerate yes. to others. That's being mindful, like practicing kindness, like all the things is consideration. And that to me is like, I am being considerate of others that like, I don't know 99% of the people on a 600 person chat. I'm going to be courteous here and say, I'm guessing like, think they about need- others for a second. Yes. But I think about all the time, like we have car loop, it's very crazy and people will cut you off or cut over or do anything. And I'm like, you know, we're like, I'll see you. We're at the same school together. 
You know, yes. like, are you really thinking about what you're doing here? And it gets kind of crazy. And one time a car honked at me. I wasn't even doing anything, but they just, you know, like, let's say I wasn't going because a child was crossing illegally in front of me. But they were like laying on their horn. Oh, yeah. And it's no. like, uh, well, I can't run over these children, number one and number two. Like, really? You want me to run over your children? Like, we're all here to get kids to and from school safely. And just really, yeah, I just don't think people are aware I think, and thinking about others sometimes. I mean, kid drop off in general, they should make a Saturday Night Live skit on it. They should have streaming videos across the United States about this people are crazy people are crazy people are very impatient and guess what there's a day that somebody who has no children and is in a hurry decides to take a side street to go to work and is like oh this is blocked off by kids i can't move i'm in a hurry everybody is the other way i need to blow on the horn one day after school this happened and there was quite a backup recently and this dad who is walking his kid across the street and sees this person laying on the horn, walks right up to the car. This is Chicago. This is how we operate. Right up to the car. Really, guy? Really, guy? Like, do you see kids are getting out of school? Like, you need to honk on your horn? Really? And we're all like, as the boys would say, like, ooh, he's in trouble. Oh, my God. And I think, I hope that person was a little ashamed of themselves. I think at the end of the day, this is about, like, where are we going as a society? Like, we're just, hey, you got to get to work. You're going to be a couple minutes late because you chose the wrong yeah. thing. Does it really yeah. matter? What is honking doing for you? Don't get me wrong. I like to honk sometimes. I um, honk when the light is green and the yeah, person's little clearly lush. on their phone. Like, hey, buddy, look up. And they're not, they, they're they yes. not paying attention. There's and it's like not different... like laying on the horn. You're right. It's like, beep, beep, hello. Yeah. We're driving. There's like different levels of honking horn. Yeah. Right? There's like the, Rack. you're an idiot. I the honked way. really loud one time. Gabby and I almost died, but it was, we were in the HOV lane. And the way that it works is if you're on the 95 South and you want to get on the 15, the HOV lane is way left and you get a cut around everybody. Right? get on the 15 the 95 people were at a stop but the hov lane was clear and so gabby and i were going and a car just illegally cut out left into the hov lane and it was a tiny little car and i probably stopped within four inches of them and i laid on my horn to be like you almost died i was in a giant suv they were in a tiny car there was no doubt in my mind they would be dead this and so that's when i hunked on the horn to be like Let's focus on driving. Hello. That's correct. Let's be courteous and considerate of the fact right. that there are other people out there on the road. Right. And you can't hop in out of HOV lanes as willy nilly. There are entrances and exits here. It's frustrating where I feel like there are people who just are in their own little world. It not is. Paying attention or caring. Right. Also, just want to touch base. How was your Thanksgiving? Very nice. Except for the poop talk. That didn't bring me down. That was great Good. laugh. That was a lot of chuckles. I, I yeah. felt like it was a lot of chuckles. Yeah. But how ridiculous that got. Nobody chimed in and was like, there are 50 people in this chat. Can you please like yeah. be mindful? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I had a great Thanksgiving. We normally have a large family gathering with Brian's side of the family. That got moved to the Sunday before, mm-hmm. which was good. But I think we talked about it on the episode about the art of gathering, right? where just it was a large gathering and that was a little challenging. But it 
it allowed us to have a smaller gathering with just my in-laws for Thanksgiving, which was really, really nice. Oh, did they um, come to your house? No, we went there. On Thanksgiving? On Thanksgiving. Okay. They don't like to, they don't like to drive much anymore unless there's a good reason for it. And Can especially you, not driving at night. Can I tell you something? That sounds so depressing. My friend Shannon from Pilates, I was like, how was your Thanksgiving? She was like, it was really weird because we went to a friend's house and they're vegetarian. <laughs> I was like, how was that? And she was like, we had, she actually, I think she said they had like menacotti so or freaky? something. But, oh, okay. No, but it was just, I think, you know, sometimes you try something, you know, and you're like, whatever, it's fine. It's more about who we're with, DDD. And then you're like, no, no, oh, it's about second. the turkey. There's yeah. a certain so, level. So she was like, so she said that like they miss leftovers. They miss having some of those foods. And so they ended up making a turkey. <laughs> well, that's what I do, Jess. So yeah. every year now. Yeah. And I've even had it catered because there's this amazing Polish deli by Mikasha's that does a turkey dinner and it's mm-hmm. so good. I first yeah. had it. When Becca was in preschool, the kids old school, they would have turkey dinner for the preschool kids the Tuesday before Thanksgiving break. Yeah, it was so cute. Oh, my gosh. People would bring stuff in and they ended up getting catered and the company would donate. So then we had that catering food. I was like, this is delicious turkey. Who made this? Right. It's like some three year old eating some like processed crap. It was actually really good turkey. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's from Kasha's. I was like, sweet. So anyway, I love leftovers. And so I cook a turkey. In fact, just because then we could just veg on turkey for days, to your point. So two things I want to say. I'm going to come back to my turkey thing. I have some other friends. I feel like it is a growing trend of not having turkey for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who don't like turkey. And I believe this leads into my second point. So let's go back to that. People who don't like turkey, they'll make something else. They have a go-to dish. So like whether it's ham or Mm -hmm. pasta or whatever, there's like something everybody Mm -hmm. makes. Now, this leads into my second one. So I made a turkey this year and one of my colleagues, his brother owns a restaurant. They're kind of like restaurateurs, but they're foodies. They're the New Hampshire gang. And he was like, oh, well, I get a fresh turkey and I brine it. And I made turkey a couple of years ago and I brined it and it was okay. But this time he was like, no, like this is the way to go. You need to brine your turkey and you need to get a fresh turkey. And I was like, whatever. So I, anyway, I go to Whole Foods fresh turkey. So I buy a fresh turkey. I brine it. And I just did like a pioneer woman recipe, whatever. And brining it is just like salt water. You soak it in salt water. But this recipe and other ones, you add herbs and spices and stuff. For how long? 24 hours. Okay. No more than 24 hours. But technically, I'm going to go with no less. On room temperature or ice cold water? It has to be cold. Turkey. Okay. So, and it's in Chicago. So when you brine, it's really easy. You just set it outside for 24 hours. Okay. Um, But you want to keep it in the fridge for 24 hours brine. So it's soaking fully emerged in like a salt water bath with other things. Okay. And then you take it out of that after 24 hours. You rinse it out because there's going to be a lot of salt and you don't want to get too much salt on it. And then you put it in your fridge uncovered for another 24 hours because you need the skin to dry out. Okay. So that'll be crispy skin. All and right. then, so I did all that. And then I just, you know, just so happens I have my convection oven. Mm-hmm. And so I did a steam. It's a steam convection oven. Mm-hmm. So I did steam convection for two and a half hours because mm-hmm. it's fast on this turkey. It was amazing, Jesse. It was so, so good. good. The flavor of the turkey. 
So we have the turkey left over from my in-laws and we have other roast turkey I've made previously, long story. And then we have my actual Thanksgiving turkey roasted. It was unbelievable. The flavor was so good. It was really nice and tender and juicy and you can salt and I wish we would have steam baked ours. I put it on like rotisserie bake or whatever. And Uh so it cooked a little bit faster than we had anticipated. And so we felt like it was a little dry because it sat out a little. We hadn't planned timing very well. But there was like no turkey left over. And Mm. I made the, you know, biscuits and gravy with turkey gravy, which was delicious. But we had very little turkey left over anyway. So we have... We still are working through the turkey. I, the well, I want to show you what they have at Costco, ladies and gentlemen. It I is see what turkey is. breast. It is turkey breast together with mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry sauce, and butter. And oh, so you could have your own Thanksgiving dinner. Three ninety nine a pound. Oh, that's great. And stuffing. So it's like a turkey, like turkey breast on stuffing. Cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, and green beans, like basically a whole Thanksgiving dinner and a tray that you could just stick in your oven. I thought that's really cool. Like you were, I don't know, like if you needed to do something a little bit more minimal or you wanted just a little bit of turkey for your family, I thought that was very cool. I love that. My challenge with Thanksgiving over the years is I think with anything, you you can make a good version of something. So Thanksgiving, there's like the quintessentials, right? So if we just rattle them off, right? Like, so turkey, mm-hmm. that takes planning and preparation to make a good turkey. Can you make a mediocre turkey that'll fit the bill for the day? Absolutely. It doesn't yep, have to cost did. that much. It can get dry. <laughs> just douse it in delicious gravy. Yes. Eat some mashed potatoes. I mean, it was eaten. I, I, it was yeah. fine. It's just not, you know, we, we knew we yeah. could have done better. So that's fine. I think turkey is yeah. forgiving in that way, right? Yeah. You got mashed potatoes. Can't complicate mashed yep. potatoes, right? Like, right. sure, you can add more milk, less butter, whatever, but they're potatoes and they're good and you get them fresh. They'll fine. Corn, same thing, right? Biscuits or bread or rolls, same thing. Doesn't have to be complicated. Maybe can, maybe can't. Then you get into the questionables. So cranberry things, like some people like it out of a jar. Some people like right. the orange cranberry. You can buy those at the store and they're fine. I don't think that they taste that different. But maybe so. Uh, green bean casserole. Yeah. It, you can make a good green pe- bean casserole and you can make the the mediocre version with the mm-hmm. can right. of cream and mushroom soup. Does it taste good? It tastes okay. It's like one day. So yeah. that, like, I feel like there are recipes we can lean into. Pumpkin pie. Like, these are all things that you can make a delicious, amazing pumpkin pie. You can buy yeah. a delicious, amazing pumpkin pie. Yeah. Or you can buy the free pumpkin I like totally phoned in Thanksgiving like I bought everything pre-made from Sam's and Costco can I tell you it was a huge hit and I know we already put it in a podcast episode but I did the pre-made mashed potatoes and then I did butter I browned it I put garlic in it and I just poured it on top of the mashed potatoes oh my god oh so they're like easy hacks you can do yeah, for and people went crazy for it. I got a tray of Costco mac and cheese, heated up very nice, warmed oh, up very nice good. after. You know, I just hardly got everything kind of pre-done. And then mom made that no crumbs left cornbread casserole or corn casserole. Kelly, oh. that was insane. This is that what I'm amazing. but so to your po- to that point, she leaned in on is that stuffing? No, it was a casserole. It was almost 
I don't think it was called cornbread casserole. It was called corn casserole, but it was like a corn with jalapenos okay. on top. But you're saying you could just some things are simple, and then you can just choose one some more you complicated. Can lean into, or side. you can make it as complicated yeah. as you want, or as simple as you want. I think it's a balance. Yeah, we did the maple bacon Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. And then mom, it's so funny. I had sent her the recipe for the corn casserole that I wanted her to make. And when she clicked on it, it showed green beans wrapped in bacon. And she thought that's what I wanted her to oh, make. Oh, she sent me that, by the way. And so then she ended up making that and whatever. So all of our vegetables had bacon. So it was <laughs> a lot that's of bacon. Awesome. So you could just her bacon for Thanksgiving. Because I told yeah. her I was going to do the... So we... Yeah. I have the last two years. I love green bean casserole. I don't know. I got stuck. Last year I got stuck having to make green bean casserole for the family. You said I'll have to try yours because it just sounds gross to me because I'm thinking of mushy canned green beans. And I know it's not, but that's what I'm thinking of. Well, this year, because it was just with my in-laws and I know my mother-in-law doesn't like mushrooms. Brian doesn't like mushrooms. I shouldn't eat them that much. So I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out a mushroom-free green bean casserole. Did I tell you that I did this? No. So I looked and I looked and I was, you know, do you ever like have a vision of a recipe of something you want to make, but you don't see the ingredients on the recipes that you're making? Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I found a recipe that was like working, but there are some things I didn't like about it. It was calling for cream cheese Mm -hmm. to make a thicker sauce. So it was a no mushroom green bean casserole. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that cream cheese isn't getting you the like, what do you think of mushroom flavors? Like the earthy, I want to say like a umami, like a rich. And so I was, I kind of tried to find, I researched like what's a umami or what like replaces mushroom flavor, whatever. And so people said like soy sauce. So I added soy sauce and a little fish sauce actually, because fish sauce has like a mm-hmm. earthy a little flavor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I modify, completely modify this recipe. It was so good. Did you write so down good. what you did? Yes, I did. Mm, I crossed out everything and added some things. And so when we took it out, and also to me, the critical part of a green bean casserole is a thick layer of really crunchy, crispy, nearly burnt onion. So you buy the onion crispies, the French Mm -hmm. Frenches or whatever, but you brown those a lot. So I don't, you're supposed to put the casserole in and then you add the onion things. No, no, no. I add the onion things the whole time because I want them real, like nearly burnt. Yeah. Anyway, it was so good. I didn't get to take leftovers home because my mother-in-law wanted to keep it. Well, I leaned into the pre-dinner of a charcuterie board and I bought like a 36-inch charcuterie board at Costco, just literally oh, a board. Right. She told me And then Julie has been sending me every holiday cheese recipe in the history of the world. And Julie and I are obsessed with hot honey. If you are listening you and have don't have always hot loved- honey... Remember when you like searched high and low for the jalapeno jelly? Wasn't that you many, many years ago? But like, I'm telling you, we were like looking at different recipes and I saw a recipe for it with brie, but Justin was like, I think that'd be good on goat cheese. There's a reel coming out. We will be having a reel with a recipe on it on our Instagram. But anyway, just poured hot honey on goat cheese. I mean, it was such a hit. It's crazy. It was so delicious. So I made just like an elaborate charcuterie board because I just kind of wanted to like snack, you know, just kind of have like little snacks and not, you know, feel like you need to get so full on the dinner. And then the other thing I made that was a success, Shiloh and I had, I made for the first time an espresso martini. Oh, And I was very annoyed with Justin because I made simple syrup for it. 
and poured it in a mm-hmm. jar and was so excited. I was going to have this batch of simple syrup. And he poured the whole thing out. I was like, what'd you, he goes, I thought that was dirty water. Like, you know, how you keep a glass of dirty water in your kitchen. Oh, no. Like, right. Of, you know, like, why would I? We're not ones to have glasses full of liquids laying around the it house. Was thick, that would have been so, thicker. It would have, had a, it would have been crusted on top, I think. So that was just annoying. It didn't take that long to make. It's literally sugar and water. But still, I was so annoyed because that stops me sometimes from making a cocktail. Because you're like, oh, you've got to have simple syrup. Or you've got to have this. Never mind. That was fun to make after you and I talked extensively about cocktails. So I think that about wraps up mom talk today, right? Text, yeah. email, etiquette, and breaking down our delicious. Debrief. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all right, everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.